Hi folks, I'm Alan Wharton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 8th of April 2011. I always start off this talk by suggesting newcomers, and there's always newcomers come into this uh, particular site, or, or this broadcast actually, it's being broadcast. Uh, and I suggest they go into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and help themselves to the audios which are there for free download. There's hundreds to choose from, and I do intend to give you shortcuts if you can pick up on the little clues I give you. Uh, to the big picture of the incredible system you're born into, which is vastly different from what you've been trained to believe. Actually, you've been trained not to even look at the system that really rules over you, but it's a mammoth. It's, it's so incredibly huge with interweaving of governments and private corporations, think tanks, uh, even um, basically paramilitary organizations that really have a lot of members from the CIA working on board, NSA and so on, working worldwide all to make sure that this wonderful new world order, this global domination, this empire of the world takes place. So help yourself to the audios and you'll find the big institutions and organizations. They're all private. that really run the world and they own your governments. And your governments are well aware of it too. Remember, too, all the sites you see listed on the comm site also carry transcripts in English of a lot of the talks I've given. And if you want transcripts in other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu and take your pick from the, the variety offered. And remember, too, that you are the folks who bring me to you. I don't bring on a guest to, to uh, scare you and then sell stuff. I prefer to do it the, the, the crazy way, the pseudomasochistic way and hope that you, in fact, will want to keep me going. And that's a good measure, too, because it'll let me know when it's time just to take off to sunnier climes, hopefully where there's less radiation. And in the meantime, you can buy the books and the discs that I have for sale, and you can use a personal check from the U.S. to Canada. You can use an international postal money order from the U.S. to Canada, and you can send cash, or you can uh, use PayPal. You'll see the donation button on the comm site, Use that and then follow it up with an email with name, address and order and I'll get it out to you. Across the rest of the world, you've unfortunately got the, the choices of Western Union, MoneyGram or once again PayPal. They don't allow personal checks from outside the Americas. And um, PayPal, remember to, to order and to and use a donation button. And remember, straight donations too are really welcome because uh, the orders aren't flying in. And it's generally a few people who keep me going uh, day after day and year after year. We are going through, as I say, the most profoundest changes ever since really the Industrial Revolution was forced upon peoples across Europe, forced upon them by those with the big money powers. And they also got them off the lands to go into these new um, red brick cities. They called the industrial cities and towns. And uh, they died off pretty quickly. Mind you, they kept flooding in, so they replaced them quickly too. 
uh, for a long time. That was how they got it all off the go. Massive transition from the land to the city. And, of course, what we're going through today is a massive transition of migrating peoples across the world who are being encouraged to come in, of course, because multiculturalism, as Tony Blair said himself, was part of the system of destroying previous cultures. And Blair actually said he didn't want anything to survive of what he called the British culture at all, and he was very successful with that. But they're all doing the same kind of job because it's not, it's not a matter of the, the culture's not just getting on, it's just that there's such a clash. And a lot of these people come from countries that have never known what democracy meant or even human rights and personal rights, so they're quite content to go along with the, the big guy with the bucks and the big stick uh, who runs the country. So they'll take totalitarianism quite, quite easily in their stride. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix and I generally talk about the big picture in this ongoing saga of uh, imperialists, really world imperialists who belong to a big world club, always have done for a long time actually and they've got a history of moving the world towards an interlocking system where eventually they'll have world government. It's actually here, in fact, and you'll find that the more you go into a lot of the links that I give you from the big organizations involved, you'll find that from the horses' mouths themselves, they do like to boast about it. They don't mention it in the mainstream media because the media is owned by the same big groups as well, the big banking boys and so on. So you're kept in a fake reality at the bottom level. You're even told what to worry about and what not to worry about. When there's fake flu scares, they'll tell you it's real and everybody's going to die, everybody's going to die. Many times we heard it. And they sold billions of dollars of shots through government to the public and said it's free. Of course, you're paying for it all through your taxes. And then the big farmers get their contracts for maybe five to ten years to do the same thing every darn year. Uh, so they're, they're very good at giving you fake uh, things. They're also very good at giving you uh, countries to suddenly hate. And Reagan was very good at that too when he, he changed gun sites all the time, just like Orwell talked about East Asia, West Asia. And Reagan was on about uh, the evil empire. And at one time he even had Gaddafi looked down as uh, the great Satan and stuff like this. And back and forth they go all the time. We saw the same thing in Gulf War One, and then two, and now of course it's Libya. It's back to Gaddafi uh, again. Even though they made a lot of agreements with them at the United Nations to leave the North African countries alone, of course they don't intend to keep their promises, and they've broken every promise they've ever made. But why shouldn't they? Because these boys you see are so powerful. Uh, they've been scamming the public for and, and the generations for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years for all we know, because a lot of them really are from very high-born families. They go way, way back at the top of the tree. But we're conned, as I say, so they give you your fears, what to worry about, and the trivia to think about. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et they also give you predictive programming. They put trial balloons up there to see how the public will take new taxes and so on before they're introduced. 
And then, of course, with Google and all the rest of it, they take a constant pulse of the public to find out how far to push. Uh, everything's pretty well um, uh, dead on, and they're reckoning with all these little quiet polls that they take. But when things are really happening, too, and there really should be things to worry about, they just clam up, just like the nonsense that's happening with Japan and this ongoing incredible drama uh, as the, they've done everything apparently wrong uh, to stem the problems there. I don't think personally they could probably have stopped them from the beginning, but uh, once once these things melt down, it's just it just keeps going. You, it's it's absolutely lethal, and the stuff is still being spewed up into the air, and there's a total clampdown, obviously by agreement across the world. Uh, the EPA's withdrawn its own uh, daily figures and readings and so on, and you're back to little comforting things like oh it's very low and it's not dangerous to human health and all this kind of nonsense. Canada really says nothing to the public generally, so they don't expect it from the government here. They're far more docile and happy with sports, it seems, and, and the weekends partying. So it's quite easy to control a world when something really is happening. But here's an article here, and that was, it was from Washington's blog. Uh, I meant to read it a few days ago. But uh, it says here that U.S. federal drinking water standards for radioactive iodine-131 is three uh, picocuries per liter, but levels exceeded that by as much as 181 times have been detected in rainwater sampling California, Idaho, Minnesota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts. And it's obviously all over when you see the stuff wafting across, even they've pooled all the main sites except one. Uh, Radioactivity has also been found in milk from Spokane, Washington, and it says safe levels of radiation. Uh, the government says there's no danger as these levels, even levels in rainwater above drinking water standards, are safe. Spe- specifically, they explain that the exposure is only short term, while federal drinking water standards assume a constant level of radiation over the course of a year. In addition, not all of the radiation from the rainwater will end up in the drinking water supply. So, say federal and state governors, there's no danger from short-term exposure to such levels of radiation. But then, goes on, it says, I pointed out recently, physicians for social responsibility do note, according to the National Academy of Sciences, there are no safe doses of radiation. And I've said that over and over and over again. There are no safe doses of radiation. You've all been brainwashed with these scanners and propaganda as they keep x-raying you. Decades of research show clearly that any dose of radiation increases an individual's risk for the development of cancer. Even x-rays over a few years can do it too. Um, There was a program on Canada a few years back with, uh, I think it was Wendy Mesley, who got breast cancer. And she did a documentary on herself and other women who'd had lots of uh, x-rays for problems when they were young and how they all developed the cancers later on just from standard x-rays. Anyway, it says, um, there's no safe level of radionuclide exposure, whether from food, water, or other sources, period, said Jeff Patterson, DO, immediate past president of physics, uh, physicians for social responsibility. Exposure for radionuclides such as iodine-131 and cesium-137 increases the incidence of cancer. For this reason, every effort must be taken to minimize the radionuclide content in food and water. Consuming food containing radionuclides is particularly dangerous. If an individual ingests or inhales a radioactive particle, it continues to radiate the body as long as it remains radioactive and stays in the body, says Alan H. Lockwood, MD, a member of the Board of Physicians for Social Responsibility. 
Now, many, many of these particles, you know, that this radiation can, be, can go on for thousands of years. Radiation can be concentrated many times in the food chain, and any consumption adds to the cumulative risk of cancer and other diseases. John LaForge notes the National Council on Radiation Protection says every increment of radiation exposure produces an incremental increase in the risk of cancer. The Environmental Protection Agency says any exposure to radiation radiation poses some risk. That is, there's no level below which we can say an exposure poses no risk. The Department of Energy says about low levels of radiation that the major effect is a very slight increase in cancer risk. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission says any amount of radiation may pose some risk for causing cancer. Any increase in dose, no matter how small, results in incremental increases in cancer. The National Academy of Sciences in its biological effects on ionizing radiation 7 says it is unlikely that a threshold exists for the induction of cancers. In other words, the tiniest dose is not. Long story short, one can no longer speak of a safe dose level, as Dr. Ian Fairley and Dr. Marvin Reznikov said in their report, no dose too low, in the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. And Brian Monch, MD's rights administration spokespeople, continually claim no threat from the radiation reaching the U.S. from Japan, just as they did with oil hemorrhaging into the Gulf. Perhaps we should all whistle, don't worry, be happy, in unison. A thorough review of the science, however, begins a second opinion, uh, that the radiation being released 5,000 miles away isn't as comforting as it seems. Every day the jet stream carries pollution from Asian smokestacks and dust from the Gobi Desert to our west coast, contributing 10 to 60% of the total population or pollution breathed by Californians, depending on the time of year. Mercury is probably the second most toxic substance known after plutonium. Half the mercury in the atmosphere over the entire U.S. originates in China. It, it too, is 5,000 miles away. A week after a nuclear weapons test in China, iodine-131 could be detected in the thyroid glands of deer in Colorado. Well, obviously, people, too, have got it, although it could not be detected in the air or nearby vegetation. The idea that a threshold exists so there's a safe level of radiation for human exposure began unraveling in the 1950s when research showed one pelvic X-ray in a pregnant woman could double the rate of childhood leukemia in an exposed baby. Furthermore, the risk was ten times higher if it occurred in the first three months of pregnancy than near the end. This became the stepping stone to the understanding that the timing of exposure was even more critical than the dose. The earlier an embryonic development occurred, the greater the risk. A new medical concept has emerged increasingly supported by the latest research called Fetal Origins of Disease that centers on the evidence that a multitude of chronic diseases, including cancer, often have their origins in the first few weeks after conception by environmental insults disturbing normal embryonic development. It's now established medical advice that pregnant women should avoid any exposure to x-rays. Any, any, it says here. Medicines or chemicals were not absolutely necessary, no matter how small the dose, especially in the first three months. That goes into epigenetics, which is a fascinating field, actually. It's a term integral to fetal origins of disease, referring to chemical attachment to genes that turn them on or off, like switches, inappropriately, and, and have impacts functionally similar to broken genetic bonds. 
Epigenetic changes can be caused by unimaginably small doses, parts per trillion, be it chemicals, pollution, cigarette smoke, or radiation, and I'll add chemtrails too. Furthermore, these epigenetic changes can occur within minutes after exposure and may be passed on to subsequent generations. Then it goes into the endocrine system and so on, and so on, and so on. So there's no safe level of radiation there simply isn't. It doesn't happen. They know this well in medicine. They, they know it darn well in medicine because the whole field of radiology is tied up with cancer deaths, even from the earliest days with, with, with those around Madame Curie, including her husband and others, that they know what it does to people, even in so-called low doses and even in short low doses, uh, short time. Uh, it, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, and the changes literally can start very quickly, or they might take a few years before something becomes very evident. But we're in a bad, bad time for it. Now, as I say, the same media and the same governments that uh, hype up uh, fake flu and all the rest of it um, are so quiet now. They pulled all the sites off pretty well that were sh- monitoring the radiation, except one. And I'll I'll be putting that up tonight at the end of this talk which will have to be grabbed quick before that's also pooled. And believe you me, the radiation is going up every day. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix and... Talking about uh, a site I'll put up tonight that is an official site and um, how long it will stay up, I have no idea. However, it shows you that government has been tracking daily uh, the doses and projected um, flows, air flows across the US, Canada, Alaska and the world. And they've got the quantities of uh, the various substances that are coming, reading down on us actually there too. Uh, from the past to the present day and projected for the next few days. So they know exactly where the stuff's coming down, the, the dosage levels of all the different types of radioactive materials and particles. So it does not look good at all. And as I say, the rates have actually going, have been going up uh, daily. It's, it's quite amazing. It's really not good news whatsoever, but it's going up and up and up with all of the really nasty stuff coming down, not just the radioactive iodine. It's, it's got all the other nasties in there amongst it too. So when I'm off the air, give me time to get this up and then download it as fast as you can before eventually they put a lock on that too, which no doubt might happen. If, if more um, people in the radio start to get this word out, that's what always happens, and then they clam up because we're not supposed to know at the bottom level but it makes you wonder what they're doing in government and um, with uh, the so-called coming shutdown. Is it really a shutdown or are they going to head off for their bunkers? I often wonder. This article here is Obama says machinery of shutdown has begun to move. Uh, he says the machinery of, machinery of shutdown has necessarily begun to move. And uh, he says... Um, President Obama said tonight the congressional leaders have made progress on a new budget deal, but added that they need to reach a final agreement by Friday morning or face the prospect of a government shutdown that would hurt the economy. Really, you know, know, Belgium had uh, no government for uh, about seven months, I think it was, for last year or the year before. And the the country just go up and along smoothly. There's no new taxes in, the, the bureaucrats keep everything running like robots and 
and uh, everything was fine. This says that there's still a few issues that are outstanding, Obama said after an hour-long meeting with the House Speaker John Boner uh, and uh, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. And um, it says, no worries here, they've got in brackets here, no worries, uh, the wars will can still continue even if the government is shut down the U.S., unsubs will still be bombing civilians in Libya, Iraq, Afghanistan and Pakistan. And... Uh, Blackboard will still get its uh, something else at the end. You can read it for yourself. But anyway, the fact is, um, I wonder really if, if we're getting conned here because these characters know what's happening with the radiation that's continuing to come in daily. The, as I say, the, the levels of all the materials have gone up daily to the present, and it doesn't seem why, it's any reason why it should start lowering now because the Japanese haven't been doing anything about it, it would seem, or they're unable to do anything about it. And, um, but all the nasty stuff is definitely coming down and it's going to be an awful lot of repercussion, an awful lot of repercussion coming out of this on everyone, uh, in North America. And it's going to cross to Europe eventually, of course, but we're getting the, the brunt of it here. And there, anywhere where it's raining too, it brings it down quicker. I know it was today they're came trailing the skies again, really big time. And of course that stuff also will absorb some of it and bring it down even faster. So, Maybe they'll just sacrifice a particular area to bring most of it down. Who knows? I'm sure all of this actually has been discussed in think tanks. Believe you me, that's what the kind of stuff they really do. They really, really do. So we're under crisis management, obviously. And um, if the, the levels were as low as they had said, which is like very low <laughs> and tiny, uh, then I think they would have kept other sites going up there if that was the truth. Now, just to make you safer, um, in Britain uh, there was a shooting on a nuclear submarine and it, two were injured, at least two were injured. And it says uh, the nuclear submarine HMS Astute, uh, on which two people have been injured after a shooting at Southampton. A man's been arrested after the shooting on board the submarine, the police said. Two people are believed to have been injured in the incident on HMS Astute, which is currently docked in Southampton, and there were unconfirmed reports that one had died. Uh, it was not a terrorist threat. Uh, several police vehicles were sent, blah, 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 blah. And um, here's a, a nuclear, well, it's, it's definitely a high-missile class sub uh, that's uh, come back from, uh, the rest of it is actually like a PR piece about how wonderful this submarine is, a powerful nuclear attack submarine, ever, one of the best ever built and so on, just back from sending missiles over to Libya there where they did a great job of slaughtering people they couldn't even see and who certainly couldn't fight back. But uh, there you are. I mean, that makes you feel safer now that you've got mad people on submarines, nuclear submarines, just to make you feel safer in this crazy, crazy world. I'm also putting up tonight a paper on geometric modulation, which is to do with harp technology. Uh, it's an official paper, and it says a more effective method of steerable ELF and VLF wave generation with continuous HF heating of the lower ionosphere. They've been doing this for quite a few years, actually, and I've seen the effects sometimes even here a couple of summers ago when I could see this, this incredible display in the sky. Uh, that's the quiet lightning you actually see. There's no noise to it at all. And you see it rippling from, like, piano keys above your head from horizon to horizon. 
uh, at night. It's quite something to watch. It also causes explosions once in a while, and that's what they were using, actually, over Canada a few years ago when alarms went off all the way from British Columbia down in, into, and they ended up in Washington, D.C. They tried to say it was a meteorite, of course, even though nothing was detected on their radars. And then about two months later, the same thing happened in Australia. They're testing this stuff all the time, folks. That's what um, they could do. They could set the atmosphere on fire if they superheated enough. That's what Tesla said. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and it's interesting too, I've mentioned before how provinces in Canada have merged with some of the U.S. states, and they've been working for years on harmonizing their energy and carbon and all the rest of it for the future taxes coming along, and in other words, what they do is simply bypass the usual federal level, sometimes even at the local level, and just go ahead with these things, because after all, we're public-private now, it's a new feudal system, as quickly called it. And it's already in effect. Well, here's Europe doing the same thing on carbon taxes because they're, they're doing it with the U.S. states to integrate them together. And it says that Europe and California discuss harmonized carbon market. And that's from Euroactive, it's called. Uh, the European Union opened the world's largest cap-and-trade scheme for greenhouse gases, which is a lot of baloney, in 2005. And California is aiming to open the second largest next year. Uh, how can we take uh, care that we're not building isolated systems, but linkable systems, Hedegaards, or Heidegard said, describing the theme of her meeting with Brown. Countries such as China, South Korea, New Zealand were already trading carbon or planning to, she said. Yeah, because sort of Europe, because they already gave billions of dollars worth out, or euros out uh, of free ones to the big corporations to kick it off. That's why. The Californian carbon market had been due to begin uh, 1st of January 2012, but on 18th of March, environmentalists won a court order that could delay it. The uh, Association of Irritated Residents, called AIR, will now draft a detailed order outlining their case that the proposed regulations will allow the state's highest polluting industries to continue or even increase pollution. Now, all these little, you know, like air and so on, will be paid by the foundations to lobby and lobby because, you see, they want everyone taxed, personal. It's not just business. You're all going to get taxed in energy consumption. They claim that alternatives to carbon market have not been properly considered. The state of California will appeal the quarter. Maybe, maybe we could actually trade radiation and radioactive materials from each other. Maybe topsoil and stuff like that. Maybe trade it to, to some people we don't like and get some good stuff back that hasn't been tainted yet. It says each country might want some special way of doing it, but of course it's also practical that whenever we do in each different region can be linked so that in the end we sort of have this vision of having a global price on carbon, she explained. Well, we know that's to happen because Rothschild already said it in the British papers and it'll all go through his bank for the global carbon market, his private bank in Switzerland, the family bank. So everything's just simply bypassed, and government will say, well, you know, we're not really involved. It's up to separate states and provinces and places and so on to do their own, and they'll just uh, snigger up their sleeves as they get their cut out of it for themselves, of course. So that's the world you're in today. It's, it's, uh, it's more blatant than the days of ancient Rome, 
when certain Caesars like Caligula and so on used to have fun by throwing servants into pools where electric eels used to shock them just to end the party with a, a bright spark. But, I mean, this is, this is where we are today with the arrogance of the feudal system. They're treating the people as the people really are, which are their peasants, you see, or serfs. And they're dumbed down. They're quite happy being serfs. It's true, you can make people actually happy being slaves, wage slaves and tax slaves, as long as they have enough little entertainment and fun and pornography to keep them going. And that seems to have been well taken care of by those who know how to rule you. Another article put up too is on one of the many big organizations uh, that was spawned off from the CIA and MI6 a long time ago because, you see, too, uh, they don't want to be restricted by government uh, laws or even government treaties with the UN or anybody else. And when they go private, they can nip around that. And, of course, governments use these services all the time. And then when they're caught doing something, they say, well, it's nothing to do with us, you know. We are government. We can only deal with government agencies. And this one is SAIC on Vanguard at 221. It says, the SAIC SIC team, is pretty sick actually, was recently awarded the opportunity to apply our collective business and technical expertise to consolidate and advance information services for the Department of State under Vanguard 221. That goes into what it's all about. And basically, it's a, a parallel um, world. It's a global system of intelligence service and involved in every aspect you can imagine, and they also work with governments and use that data for their own purposes. No doubt they'll sell it too and do lots of other things with it. These are the kind of characters uh, that, that, again, are your new feudal overlords, and they give you a bogus nonsense of how it was started, absolutely ridiculous. This thing was slated from the beginning with very big powers, big personalities, and of course the big bankers to go ahead and do what they did, didn't start in the way they try and tell you. Uh, but they're, they're huge, absolutely incredibly huge. And they've got members in every country working away on you. All about, it's all about you, just like the movies, eh? And just to put it even better, we've got, uh, <laughs> this wonderful system, you know, transparency, peace, love, and all that stuff. It's got UK News, the new Economic Union anti-terrorist body, which they're setting up right now, will be like the KGB. This is from uh, a mainstream paper. It says, the Eurocrats are plotting to set up a new European Union counter-terrorism agency that could cost taxpayers hundreds of millions of pounds. What's the taxpayers are for? I mean, what else are they for? And Craig warned last night that the body could turn into a Europe-wide secret police force that would be like the KGB or the Stasi, I'd say. The move is also likely to infuriate uh, MI5 and MI6 chiefs as British spies could be forced to share intelligence with European agents. EU counter-terrorism director Olivier Lucas uh, envisages the new... I like the way they spell the same names in different uh, countries. L-U-Y-C-K-X. This is just Lucas. Envisages the new organizations working alongside the EU's vast new diplomatic corps headed by Foreign Affairs Supremo. I like how they say that too. Baroness Cathy Ashton. Uh, he raised the proposal in the European um, Parliament in Brussels earlier this week. Mr. Lucas called for a series of existing EU security agencies, including Europol, Eurojust, COSI, Frontex, and CEPOL, as well like CESPOL, to be pooled together in one body with sweeping powers. 
Mr. Lucas said, this is a, this, there is new room for action at the EU level. This is how I see the change. To set up a system that would mirror the one that is being set up for monitoring external crisis, a one-stop shop for information sharing. Uh, well, this is going to be one incredibly powerful uh, spy agency, this one. Believe you me, uh, with its own police and everything, and its own equipment to monitor everyone's sites and get into your personal computers and all the rest of it. It's really something else. Welcome to the new Soviet. I've said that for years because that's really what they're modeling it all after. And that's what came out from the Rees Commission too. So it says the UK Independence Party uh, Euro MP Godfrey Bloom said, My worry is that it would be less like America's CIA and more like Russia's KGB. Well, don't worry about it. It already is. You can stop worrying about that. It's actually definitely like it at all. That's what it is. Now, I've always said too that charities for, have always been the biggest rackets. Uh, not just in the biggest, there's other ones too. Al Capone started off old age homes actually to funnel them. That's how they started off the retirement homes. They funnel and, and launder the dirty money. But uh, I've, I'll, I'll also mention too, I'll put up tonight's an article along with all these articles at cuttingthroughmatrix.com uh, about um, uh, Wells Fargo, of course, everyone's known that the big scandals come out with the, the money from Mexico for drugs are being funneled through the big banks in the U.S. But that's nothing new, really. But I'll put that up tonight, too. This one here with the Red Cross, this is the one that the governments now recommend, you see. This is the one that they, that they, they advise you with the first big tsunami a few years ago uh, to put all your cash into. And every country matched charitable donations dollar for dollar until it was billions of dollars and I said at the time not one penny would get to its victims and that's exactly what happened and no one ever finds out where the money goes and Bush uh, Senior was put in charge along with Bill Clinton just to reassure you you know, two honest trustworthy men so anyway Here's the, the new one. They've raised millions, billions again for them. Same characters running it at the top. Red Cross aid hasn't reached Japan quake victims. The relief organization has distributed none of the $1 billion it has collected. The chief cabinet secretary says the process must be streamlined. It'll be streamlined into various pockets because, you see, that's the rackets of the real world under which you live. You're all taught to be so nice at the bottom and watch Disney all the time. And you start to, you really do believe in it. You have no idea of the real world at all. None whatsoever of the real world at all. Well trained. Well trained in a fake Disney reality. And as I say, what a world we are living in. Hey? What, a, what a world. I'll also put up the link on uh, the special uh, committee on decolonization calls on the United States to expedite Puerto Rico's self-determination process. But it's an interesting article, it's an official article, two official paper from the General Assembly. And it goes on to what the U.S. have been doing there with radioactive materials and all the rest of it too, and various other kind of harp-type facilities. It's quite quite fascinating that it's further down if you keep reading through it and scrolling down. But it's, it's, it's just amazing. It says, fine radioactive particles were forced 2,000 meters into the atmosphere, carried by the winds and hurricanes to populated areas throughout Puerto Rico and the Caribbean from all the tests that we're doing down there. And you, they also, you, that's where they practice, by the way, all their depleted uranium weapons testing as well. And they're leaving the place in an absolute mess. Uh, don't you just love science? Eh? These boys at the top certainly do. They, they call it, uh, uh, in the old mystery religions, used to call it by understanding nature, we shall conquer the world. 
And, of course, Nimrod said the same thing. And today, the science is the word for the same thing today. They did conquer the world. Well, I'd say that they certainly are, because they're certainly recreating hell on earth. And uh, here's another little article, interesting too. Return of, the, of triumph with the skull and crossbones flying defiantly as mass submarine that launched attack on Gaddafi comes home. Isn't that wonderful? Eh? It's a wonderful thing. It's a big PR job. I mean, here they are sitting away out in the water, you know, thousands of miles away, just sending missiles over to bomb targets they can't even see and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But the article really talks about they flew the skull and bones defiantly as its mass, defiantly, oh, wow, uh, you know, as it came into back into the home port, uh, the skull and crossbones. We all know what that symbol means. Of course, the Nazi SS used it as well. But it all really comes from the the Jolly Roger. The Jolly Roger was also the, the attack flag of the Knights Templars fleet, by the way. They had their own fleet, and that's the one that they raised. And, of course, that's why, because these boys literally set up banks across the planet. And uh, they had an awful lot of loot in those days because they collected it for centuries. And... Um, they actually put out the first checks, you might say, too. You actually checks. You could leave your gold at one place, one country, move to the Middle East, and then hand your check over and get cash back there. These guys were into banking from the very beginning. That's why you also have Tempera Square in London, and right in the middle of the city. And the Chancellor of the H. Checker actually works out of there, too. And Temple Bar for the lawyers, that also wears their trained at the temple. And you'll still see the original chessboard outside, or the checkerboard, they call it, outside, uh, in the square where the Templars used to move the stuff around like drafts. That was how they worked out their money and their debt and returns and so on, on that massive floor outside, which is still there today. And that's why the police wear the red, the, the black and white checkers around their, their helmets there as well, for those who haven't a clue. All Freemasonic, of course. Now, uh, we'll go to the callers. Now, there's Darlene on the phone from Colorado. She's there. Hello. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I wanted to address the issue about <laughs> what my grandfather called the golden rule. Mm-hmm. He who has the gold rules. <laughs> yeah, he got that from, uh, I think it was... Um, it was Armand Hammer used that, and so did the Bronfmans. But Armand Hammer was the first one. To, he put it across his, his bed in gold, by the way, a big sign that said, He who hath the gold maketh the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you heard of this uh, movement called Transmission Towns? Uh, I don't know about that, no. Okay. Um, in Boulder, they have... Uh, Transition Boulder, Transition 2010, or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you heard of this? I've heard about, there's a lot of these ones to do with transition this and transition that. It's all, again, to do with a form of communitarianism, which they're introducing across the world and in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Well, uh, the group out here is talking about um, alternative currency. Uh, listen, You've got to understand that this has already been tried. A guy was put in prison recently for doing something that was apparently quite legal. Uh, these boys at the top don't stay in the top by following any rules or, or regulations uh, that they make uh, which you can use. 
uh, they're quite quick to come down on anybody who upsets the, the boat. And uh, you, I mean, it's, it's way a bit above trying to fight them or beat them at their own game. It's way above, way beyond that. You, you cannot use the same techniques, you know. You can't use democracy either, by the way. It's never worked. They set up this farce of democracy. Uh, and so you, you simply cannot... Um, try to outwit these characters, they're not nice, and, and they have all the force in the world to, uh, and money in the world, and agencies in the world to make your life hell, or, or keep you tied up in courts for years, or, or, or else just kill you, you know. <laughs> um, okay, then what about Bill Mollison? I don't know. What is he into? Permaculture. Pardon? Permaculture? Oh, but uh, well, I have to really know anything about him, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, there's a seminar that's going to be put on by one of his disciples, I guess. That he's, talks he's, about he's got disciples. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound too good to me. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. I've said for years, and I've watched this too. Um, their whole job, their whole attack now, and, and, and for this whole New World Order, is to take over the land of the world, to eliminate private property. And I know lots of people, too, who have tried the same thing, trying to get together little groups and plant their own stuff and so on, that, which is great, if you, as long as you get away with it for a certain amount of time. But eventually, they're going to do away with even having private property. That's one of the tenets uh, of the characters at the very top. They've, they've said that through Freemasonry for centuries. There's Albert Pike said it, too. And um, the ones who took over from Pike that were trained by him reiterated that too. Mark said the same thing. And uh, and when you look at Agenda 21, it's the same thing that's going on there. Eventually, everything will be rental only and it'll be in the, the main, main cities. If you're trying to be independent, you're counter to what they're after. They're, they're wanting you to be, to be um, totally dependent on them. Interdependence is total dependence for everything that you need on the system. That's food, water, shelter, and heat, clothing, everything. That's the system that they, they are bringing in. I mean, I kid you not, it's not to be scary about it or to terrify folk. It's from their own writings, you know. You understand? I understand how, but, but that's, that's really how it is, though. But uh, thanks for calling, and we're back after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and it's not to be pessimistic about things either, it's just being realistic. So if you read enough of the material, you can see and see what they've done in the past too, when they, they created the Soviet system, they, they, they confiscate everyone's land and property. Here they do it through regulations and inspections and fines and fees for pollution of all kinds or upsetting a waterway if it's a little stream one foot wide or something like that. You wouldn't believe that the tricks have played already on American farmers to get them off and out. Corporate farms only are what they're going to allow eventually. In the meantime, yeah, go ahead and do it as long as you can, but eventually they'll come down on you too. That's definitely on the cards under this globalist system. Now, there's Joe from Illinois there. Are you there, Joe? Yes, I am, Alan. How are you doing? Not so bad, yeah. Good. It's a good show tonight. You know, I'm glad that you brought up about the uh, 
upcoming government shutdown here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I was hoping if they had a government shutdown that it would shut down this war, but... No, Ashley says in the article... No, Ashley forbid their yeah. precious war ends. You know, I see the Republicans are scrambling to make sure the soldiers and military are yeah. paid undisturbed. That's what Obama said. Obama said that the, 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 the strikes in Libya and the war will go on regardless. But I really wonder if they're shutting it down to go down into their bunkers or something. I really do wonder about that. Because yeah. I was hoping it would shut down and the soldiers would be like, all right, that's it. We're not getting paid. Everyone else isn't working. Let's put our guns down and maybe there'd be no more war. But, mm -hmm. you know, their precious little war that's sucking the lifeblood out of every American that's right. And what it's for, too, is to make sure make sure that a small elite can go down in the future and survive. It won't be the rest of us. Uh, these guys literally work ahead in centuries, and it's not for the people that all this is happening. This is for a, a few elite into their lovely utopia for the future. Uh, that's what it's all about. So that's still got a priority, even if they do head off to their bunkers. <laughs> and as far as the economy and the budget crisis, I mean, oh, that's the gusher right there is the war, billions and trillions a day. Yep. And they want to talk about us, the people in the unions like me that have a pension, have health and welfare, yep. Yep. Afford to, able to afford my mortgage. It's all my fault. Us wicked yeah. people, union men, that collective bargaining. That that's right. Up, that's what it was. Yeah. Together like <laughs> Americans should, you know. Uh-huh. So it's incredible how they always they always end up, and I've said this for many years. Uh, they always end up blaming the victim, you know, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what they're doing. And and everybody's been conned in every country with the same con game. Oh my God, you have all this cash when you retire. What be a wonderful life? And in reality, your dollar's worth nothing by the time you get it when you do retire. Yeah. Hey, do you mind if I ask you one other thing? I was listening to you, like, years ago on shortwave radio. Mm -hmm. I think it was Nova Scotia, a Christian lady was interviewing you, and mm -hmm. she kept interrupting you when you were explaining the significance of the meanings of names, like anyone Ham and Cunningham is a descendant yeah. of Ham, Lee and Levi, descendants of Levi. Mm -hmm. But you were going to explain the significance of the meaning of the name Gray, Mm -hmm. I, she kind of cut you off, and I never got, I never heard that. I was intrigued. The, the, about gray, gray. the gray is an old term that was used even in the Middle Ages for those that go between the chessboard, between the black and the white, uh, the world of, of the solid, the one uh, to the world that you don't see. Technically, Kissinger is, is a gray, and uh, uh, his job, he does see an elite higher above government, the ones that you don't see, and it's also visible back down to the government level. So these are the grey men. They call them the grey men and actually call the people who live in one part of the U.S. the grey men, where a lot of them are based, actually, for the very high levels in CIA. Yeah. But thanks for calling. And from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you. And, of course, also levy taxes, which is Levi taxes, because they carried the thing around on the, you know, on their shoulders. They raised it up. You raised taxes by levying it or levying it up. <laughs> it's a very old world. Nothing changes. <laughs> <laughs>